Clinker Factor, the cement industry podcast. So welcome to the Clinker Factor, a podcast from WCA, which looks at the cement industry's response to climate change around the world and other topics of interest. I'm Ian Riley, CEO of WCA, and your host on the Clinker Factor. Uh, today I'm talking to C.K. Lee, who is VP of the Korean Cement Association, and he worked for Sampio Cement and Sampio Construction for over 20 years. Uh, we'll be looking at how the Korean industry has dealt with some of the key challenges faced by the cement industry globally, uh, namely uh, the challenge of responding to climate change and the challenge of overcapacity. So CK, maybe I could start by asking you how you got involved with the cement industry. Actually, I started my career at the financial company uh, 35 years ago. Uh, after uh, five years experience in financial field, I turned to, uh, to be a cement guy. So I actually joined uh, Dongyang Cement as a financial department but I uh, changed my career to strategy. And finally, when I grew up to a CEO of uh, Dongyang Cement, the Dongyang Cement was merged to Sampyo conglomerate and changed its uh, company name to Sampyo. Starting uh, 2017, I, I have an opportunity to work with the cement industry uh, through Korea Cement Association as a, a VP. So I think that's a, that's a great background for my, uh, my first question, which is about how the uh, Korean cement industry has dealt with overcapacity. So mm. I think uh, demand in Korea peaked uh, quite a few years ago now. Uh, mm. And since that peak of demand, you've seen the, uh, uh, the total volume of the cement industry, of sales in the cement industry, uh, decline or, or more recently plateau. Uh, how, how has the Korean cement industry dealt with the overcapacity that you have? The declining uh, market demand is uh, you know unavoidable. The whole whole Korean industry, not not only the cement, is not going to expand rapidly. So so we uh, we have to come up with a long, long-term uh, de declining of uh, market demand. So our member firms decided to uh, shut down the oldest kilon. Every members may maybe one or two kilons so in, in state of uh, uh, shutdown now. Demand side, the long-term long long-term declining and so we are struggling with the comparatively low cement price comparing with the so OECD countries. Mm. So what is, the, what is the cement price now in, in Korea? So around 60 per ton. Mm. In, other, in, in other field, uh, we are reducing our manufacturing cost uh, using alternative fuels and the other uh, sub substantive uh, low materials. So has the Korean Cement Association played a key role in getting the whole industry to agree to a, 
a, a downsizing plan? Or is that something individual firms have decided? So, or, or the individual member firms decide decisions. Mm. Yeah, basically. Right, right. So they, they, they looked at the situation and they said, <clears throat> we should shut down our, our oldest, our least efficient kilns so we can reduce costs and reduce overcapacity. That's basically yeah. the, the logic. Yeah, okay. And, and do you think there were, um, there were sort of uh, preconditions or there, there were uh, certain conditions that existed in Korea that made it, it possible for firms to, to make that uh, decision? Uh, so the challenge in many places is that if you look at it from the standpoint of the industry as a whole, of course, it makes sense, right, to cut some capacity. But if you look at it from the standpoint of an individual firm, maybe it, it, it's not clear that it makes sense. Because if you cut capacity and your competitor doesn't, you, you just disadvantage yourself without solving the, the problem. So was there something about the way that uh, business works in Korea that helped uh, get that uh, almost collective action? Yeah. Now, we are uh, thinking about the, you know, the, uh, idling kilon uh, using for the uh, waste incineration industry. Mm -hmm. uh, is it any good example in Euro countries? Um, there's an example of doing something very similar in China. Um, Conch has a technology, Anhui Conch has a technology for processing municipal solid waste, which first of all dries it in a, a, a kiln, in a separate kiln. Uh, so it's a similar concept to what you are talking about. Yeah, and so well, actually we, uh, we have uh, some legal hurdle yes. to utilizing our idling kiln for waste incinera incineration uh, process. You know, so uh, nowadays, uh, the government body and uh, not only the cement association level, so every, our member firms, they are eagerly uh, discussed with the government body uh, to utilize our hydrogen kiln for making dedication to the environmental issues. Mm, mm. Because, because land field in Korea is a very high cost bearing field because we, we don't have enough, you know, so, oh, so abundant, abundant land size. Mm -hmm. So the so landfill is a very uh, restrictive condition. Yes, I, I think this is a, a condition that is faced in, in many developed countries now. Yeah. And uh, the cost of landfill becomes more and more expensive. Me, uh, here, here in the UK, that's certainly the case. And I, I remember when I was working for Holcim that uh, in Switzerland, the landfill costs were extremely expensive. Uh, so I think this is something we, we all face. So uh, that really brings us on to the, the second topic I wanted to ask you about, which is the Korean industry's response to climate change. Uh, so I, I believe that in Korea, there's recently been a new uh, uh, green plan. Actually, uh, we are going to uh, make a, a you know, first step roadmap by end of Ju June this year uh, to make a carbon neutral pledge by 2050. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, not not only cement industry, whole Korean uh, industry. So this is for um, all industries in Korea. Yeah. And and you mentioned that the target is uh, is 2050, net zero by 2050. Uh, one of the things that we've seen from uh, the latest comments from the Biden administration in in America is an encouragement to have shorter term targets uh, in addition to that 2050 target. Is is that are you thinking also about 2030 or 2025 targets? Yeah. Uh, uh... So one one of uh, you know the subtitle was LEDs by uh, 2030. We we gonna make uh, uh, two two goal right to set up. Uh, we have to make a, a roadmap to carbon neutral target to 2050, and uh, also end of this year we have to. Uh, that's that's uh, uh, you know main body is the UN. We have to uh, submit our LEDs goal by the timeline of uh, 2030. Yeah, I think that uh, the uh, the 2030 goals are probably more effective in in getting in precipitating action from companies. You know, 2050 is a very long time away. So very long time. Yeah, 2030. In the cement industry, you know, if you wanted to uh, uh, do any significant capital work, you know, you'd need to plan several years in advance. So 2030 is not so far away for, for heavy industry. Yeah, sure. So um, uh, what, what has been happening in the cement industry in terms of reducing the carbon footprint? You know, the traditional three levers we have of uh, energy efficiency, alternative fuel and, and uh, clinker factor... Uh, are, are these things that the industry has been making progress on? Uh, yes, uh, you know, we actually, we do not expect uh, there will be a big, you know, technology advance in this field. But very slowly, uh, we move toward to, you know, the other stage of uh, energy efficiency. I mean, Actually, the using of uh, alternative fuel level in Korea is very low, comparatively uh, comparing with the uh, European cement companies. So, first stage, we want to uh, raise up our uh, alternative alternative fuel ratio uh, up to hundred uh, percent. Uh, we we using 1.4 billion ton of uh, alternative alternative fuel in cement industry, but uh, we are preparing using up to nearly three million ton per year. Mm. Yeah, we invest our you know feeding system and uh, storages like that. And what are the main alternative fuels that you're you're looking at? It's uh, waste uh, uh, plastic, legends, vinyl, etc. Right. Yeah. So this this is a, a, a big challenge where you have a um, a limited landfill capacity. Then, of course, to solve the municipality's problem, you have to deal with all of the waste, right? So for the cement plant, of course, we like to use the the, the lighter fractions that are easier to burn. 
Uh, but the challenge is always the organics with the high moisture. And, uh, and this requires a lot more treatment. I think that's a good point for us because, uh, you know, a so lot of uh, uh, organic waste uh, goes to rent peel or, you know, so some, some, some uses for making pot tires like that. But as I told, so rent peel, so that's a very expensive way or no good for environmental sustainability. And uh, so let's go back to our uh, effort to reducing, I mean, improving carbon print. The first one is uh, changing uh, raw material and uh, uh, fuel. The second thing is, uh, you know, utilizing weighted gas recovery uh, power generating facilities. We now we generating powers uh, 100, I mean 140 megawatt uh, generating facilities. But so we want to uh, expand more in the near future, and also adapting uh, energy saving system. ES, so-called ESS. I'm not sure it's popular in other country, but in Korea, uh, we have a very unique so electricity price system. In whole year, during the, some peak season, in, especially in summer, summer season, every individual house or buildings using the cooling system, electric cooling system. So, so energy demand, uh, electricity demand is uh, so high temporarily. Uh, and, uh, you know, in daytime should be high comparing with the nighttime. So the so peak hour and peak season uh, price is very high. So we want to uh, utilizing uh, energy energy storage system. So, so we're using our uh, white heat gas recovery generation to fulfill the ESS during the daytime using the opposite side. So, so is that using uh, batteries or are you using a different storage medium? Uh, yeah, it's kind of a battery. Mm. Condensing battery. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Also, uh, we we had made the uh, changing uh, Korea standard in cement uh, using more uh, using more uh, de decarbonized materials as a raw material. So slag and fly ash. And yes. Yeah. Uh, low limestone, like that, yeah. So in, in Korea, have you started to uh, see anybody produce LC3? Not, no, no, not yet. So we, we are very, yeah, uh, we heard about the LC3, uh, low limestone uh, cement ma manufacturing process. So, so we are very interested in, so, so in the near future, we want to have a chance uh, to see the LC3 
cement plant, wherever uh, we can see. Yeah. So I think LC3 is very interesting. Also, it might be a way of uh, using your old kilns, yeah, because you need a kiln for the metakaolin. And uh, a rotary kiln is one of the possibilities. So maybe it would also be a way of uh, uh, dealing with some of the overcapacity in the, in the clinker production. Yeah. So, you know, so I think, you know, the, all, almost 60% uh, of cement production cost is composed, from, composed of, uh, you know, the energy consumption. So firstly, the energy price in the world is the same. Right? And secondly, we are facing uh, very strict so environmental challenges now. So NOx, carbon, etc. So it, we, we have to cope up with the technology development to reducing that kind of uh, emission and uh, uh, environmental protection and so on. So now, now we are very you know, concentrating, persuading our related uh, industry, like, like uh, construction, etc., and even to government body. The cement industry would have uh, opportunity to that to you know the dedication to environmental sustainability to make a, you know self-funding uh, market situation because so, as I told before in two points uh, the environmental issues and the energy price is the same in the world so so Korea's Korea in Korean market price should be raised. I, I'm sure that we can all agree that that should be the case. But, but you have experience, uh, you have experience in uh, the construction industry as well as the cement industry, right? Yeah. Sometimes the construction industry, they, they, they have a different idea, right? Um, but uh, let me ask you about, about the construction, because I think one of the things the cement industry has said for, for many years is uh, one of the opportunities to reduce the carbon footprint is to optimize the use of, of uh, cement and concrete in the buildings. Yeah, so that uh, maybe you, you, you optimize the grade of, of uh, concrete that you use. So for example, you might use higher strength, but less material, or you, you might in a particular application, you can use a lower strength. Um, so the cement industry has been thinking about this for a long time, but I, I've heard more recently from the construction industry that they also start to think about this. Are, are you seeing the same trend in Korea, that the construction industry is becoming more interested in the carbon footprint of the products that it uses? Mm, I, I'm not sure, but, you know, so, uh, in Korea, the national-wide uh, New Green Deal project, I don't believe uh, construction field is uh, involved. Right, okay. Um, can you tell me a little bit <clears throat> about what is happening with the emission trading uh, scheme in Korea? What is the status with that? So general case in the world, 
So we adapt uh, emission trading system about yeah, six years ago. Now we are facing the stage three uh, emission trading uh, starting this year. Uh, we, we are located uh, next five years allocation, carbon allocation this year. Especially in cement industry, uh, when the, you see the declining demand, so we, we are not, not really uh, feel, feel some uh, difficulty because all the demand is uh, sliding down. So, but you know, starting this year, uh, especially uh, first, first quarter, I mean, uh, January to March, some, something different uh, trendy in the cement market. So our first quarter uh, market demand slightly goes up. So uh, starting this year, uh, the com uh, we expect more, we expect uh, more than 5% uh, increase this year and next year. In, in the cement demand? In the cement demand, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, under those conditions, will the cement industry have enough allocation of carbon credits or will you have to buy carbon credits on the market? You know, the starting uh, this uh, uh, stage three emission trading system, uh, we have a uh, you know, so carbon inventory for next five years. So starting this year and next year, so, you know, so five years is a relatively long, long time. So now we are not uh, very anxious about carbon credits now. Yeah, so you have enough credits um, uh, saved to last for five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And, and what is the, the carbon price in, in the Korean market now? Uh, so the highest is uh, about $40 per ton, and the lowest is uh, around 18. The average price was uh, 30 US dollar per ton. Good, good. So if you look at the outlook for the Korean industry, you mentioned for this year and next year, uh, it'll increase slightly. Yeah. If you look a, a little bit further along, uh, do you expect now that the the demand will stay flat or do you expect it to increase or decrease in the long term? Mm, so, uh, firstly, long-term uh, trend will be low, but, so, uh, you know, so all the construction cycle up and down is uh, very usual, so industrial trend. So the, the construction cycle, up to the construction cycle, this year and next year, so in, in two years, we, we expect uh, slightly uh, demand goes up, especially you know, so Korean uh, presidential election will be held next year. So, so everybody won't be boom up the economy and more construction. 
Yes, we see this in many countries that the, the <laughs> construction cycle is is aligned to the uh, presidential elections. Yeah, yeah. Well, good. So, CK, it's been a, a pleasure to talk to you uh, today, and um, I've learned a great deal about what's going on in Korea, and uh, we look forward to uh, our long-term cooperation between the WCA and KCA. Thank you.